This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Repeat after me, God in heaven and Holy Spirit on the inside of me. I believe, I receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, health to all my flesh and bone, and revelation knowledge as I partake of the word. And I believe that my faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. In the third chapter of the Gospel of John, it begins this way. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher Come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Of course, Nicodemus said, how can these things be? This is amazing. But Jesus said, you must be born again. He made it imperative. In other words, it's not optional. It's not if you have time in your busy schedule. He said, you must be born again. Now, this man, this Nicodemus, he was a ruler in other words, he was a part of the, the, the church of that day. 
in the hierarchy, and yet he did not know this. Now I want you to turn, please, to Acts chapter number nine. In the ninth chapter of Acts, beginning with the first verse, and Saul, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, another top guy, another top guy in the church, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter, Wait a minute, he's from the church? Yeah. Breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly, everybody say suddenly, there shined round about him a light from heaven, and it was not an elevator. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee, what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. So he was struck blind. He not only fell down, and he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there were certain disciples at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias? He said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done by thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, 
For he, Saul, is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, Brother Saul, Brother Saul, no longer breathing out threatenings. Now he's a brother. Something has happened. Something has happened that Ananias accepted. He didn't look any different. Same man that was breathing out threatenings. But now Ananias calls him brother. And apparently, Saul knew something was different because he accepted the man coming in to lay his hands on him. Okay, he entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you cannot be filled with the Holy Ghost until after you're born again. So obviously something happened to this man. Obviously something occurred on that road to Damascus. Obviously something occurred that you cannot see you don't understand it like the wind. It comes from where you don't know. It goes to where you don't know. It moves things around. Folks say, I see the wind blowing. No, you don't. You see the results of the wind blowing. So it is when you're born again. Folk will see the results. Did you hear what I said? Folk will see the results of your being born again. Folk will see the result. You ought to change. You ought to no longer be breathing out threatenings. Well, you ought to no longer be someone that people are afraid of. You ought to no longer be any, someone that people have to back up when you come by. They ought to be able to come up to you and say, brother or sister, because they recognize that something has happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In around, I'd say June, July, the summer of 1981, I was laying across my bed in the house by myself planning something that I shouldn't have been planning. But because emotions rise high, amen, because our emotions can dictate and twist and make us who we aren't, amen. 
There are so many people who have done things. They're in jail today because of those things, but they're not that person. Their emotions dictated what they do, and they did it. Were they sorry? Yes, they were sorry, but it's too late. It's done. It's done. So, <laughs> so as I laid across that bed, like Saul, I heard a voice. And the voice said, I'm not going to stop you from doing what you're planning to do. But if you do it, it will destroy you. You can do that or you can follow me. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. I stand here before you today because something happened to me on that bed. Something happened to me. I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't hear it. But I knew something happened because the threatenings that I was breathing out, all of a sudden, my thoughts were somewhere else. All of a sudden, I started going through that house looking for a Bible. First, I went through the house looking for the voice. <laughs> Amen. But I could find no one. So I started looking for a Bible. Because somehow, instinctively, on the inside of every one of us, God has placed a vacuum that only he fits in. So when that, when that vacuum, when that vacuum was activated, I immediately began looking for Jesus. Went and found me a Bible, see? Because at that very moment, watch this now, watch this, just like Saul, why persecutest thou me? What was the answer to my dilemma? You must be born again. <laughs> that was the answer to my situation. That was the answer to my problem. That was the answer to my emotional upheaval. You must be born again. Folk look for deliverance all the time, but deliverance is not available until after you get born again. See, God won't come to you to talk about the problem. He want to get you in position to get born again because he knows that's the answer to the problem. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter if it's financial. It doesn't matter if it's emotional. It doesn't matter what the problem is. The answer is you must be born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't care if your husband or your wife just passed away. The answer is you must be born again. I don't care if your child just died or just wound up on drugs. The answer is you must be born again. I don't care if you're in a situation and they're about to lock you up for life. The answer is you must be born again. 
There it is. There it is. There it is. See, we get into all this other stuff. You know, five points, 12 reasons, 12 or 10 steps, all this other stuff we get into if you just recognize and understand when you talk to God, if you're not saved, he's going to tell you, you must be born again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the answer for your problem. If you got a problem in here today, I said, if you got a problem in here today, there's but one answer. I said, there's but one answer. I said, there's but one answer. There is but one answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, yeah, but I'm saved. I'm born again, and I still got trouble. Maybe you need another dip. <laughs> Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. I just spoke faith to you about your problem. I just spoke faith to you about your situation. If you believe that, say, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Jesus said the answer is you must be born again. Did you notice that Jesus never spoke to Saul about his problem? <laughs> oh, you're going to get that in a minute. He didn't talk to him about his problem. He didn't talk to him about his problem. He said, who is it? Who is that? That's the one you persecuting? The one I'm persecuting. Well, who are you? Jesus. Whoa. Uh -oh. <laughs> Whoa. There's only one way out. There's only one way out of that situation. I said there's only one way out of that situation. When you're persecuting Jesus, there's only one way out. Do you know? Listen to me. Listen to me. Do you know that when I laid across that bed and was planning to do what I was planning to do, that would have been persecuting Jesus? You don't, you don't get it. That would have been persecuting Jesus. You say, well, how could, why would that be persecuting Jesus? He was going to do something, something but you know, what you talking about? God said, that's my creation. I made them. I made them in my image. And when you come against them, even if they're heathen, even if they're unsaved, you're coming against my creation, so you're coming against me. How do you know that down the line somewhere I have salvation available for them and they're going to accept? But because you took it on yourself, you took it on yourself to exact vengeance, that's supposed to be Cody, that's us. Tell me that again. I want to hear that again. All right, praise God. Amen. That's it, see? See, you you cannot do that. Anytime you do that, you're persecuting him. You're telling him he don't know what to do. You're telling him that he missed it. Why did you have this one born? This was a mistake. I'm going to help you 
I'm going to take them out. I'm going to fix your mistake. I'm going to take them out. No, no. The answer is. No, they, they didn't hear you. The answer is. Uh, you heard that? The answer is. Hallelujah. 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 How many in here are born again? Let me see your hand. Hands down. How many are not born again in here? Anybody in here not born again? Anybody? See, I ain't talking church. I'm not talking church. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because, see, that's what Saul was going against, was the relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. So I ain't talking about churchianity. I ain't even talking about Christianity. I'm talking about a relationship with Jesus Christ that only comes by being born again. So now I repeat, is there anybody in here who's not born again? Perhaps you didn't understand what it was. Now you do. Now you do. You don't feel anything. When you're born again, you won't feel a thing. You'll feel exactly the way you did before. You'll have the same desires you had before. You'll look the same as you did before. If you're short, you're still short. If you're bald-headed, you're still bald-headed. Amen. If you got one blue eye and one gray eye, you still got one blue eye and one gray eye. He said, just like the wind, you don't know where it's coming from, you don't know where it's going, but you know the effects. So it is with us. The effect will be instantaneous. Hallelujah. 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 I made my time. Yeah, right. Now, 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 now what you going to say? Made my time. Now, now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Now, please enjoy two testimonies given by two ministers pertaining to why you must be born again. Um, after the service took place on that a week ago Friday, I went to the armor bearer. I noticed there was no altar call. And I went to the person who was speaking. I went to her armor bearer. I said, what's going on? What, you know, why was there no altar call? And she, go, she said, Oh, oh man, you're right. So the speaker came up. What's up? What's up? What's going on? I said, why didn't you do an altar call? And she said, oh, well, you know, and the person was about to give me an excuse. A, a good minister of the word with power and all. And I stopped. I said, stop. No excuses. I said, everything that took place here tonight means nothing without an altar call, without somebody being born again. Don't give me no excuse. And I had to say just as bold because it's true. All of this is about souls getting saved. And Friday night, I was going back Friday night. It was because it was a, a, a it was still the youth conference and I was going to be supportive in that. 
And I was driving home, never made it. But I was already set that when I walk in that place, I said to God, I said, you know what? It will never be another service that I sit in and there's no altar call. I will not be out of order. I will go to somebody who's in order because whatever is going on, it means nothing, has no effect. And God ministered to me Friday as I was driving home when I said that to him. I said, these people got all kinds of lesbianism, whatever, whatever it is that's going on up here. And the answer is that they must be born again and and you can minister and call out different names and and speak to this and speak to depression and all of that but none of that matters unless they're born again and God spoke those same words to me Friday and I will speak to you you're being charged whoever you come in contact with and the Lord opens that you ask him Lord before you leave your house Open up the door, Lord God, so that I can step in and minister your words so they will accept you. And God will do it every time because it ain't about nothing else. It ain't about feeling good. It ain't about the good preaching. It ain't about any of that. It's about souls being saved and knowing that you are equipped. All you got to do is turn the Bible to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Do not think that you are not able or equipped or not anointed to just have somebody repeat after you. Write it out and walk with it. If you feel you're going to fumble the whole thing, believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, there you go. You're born again. And then you take them to John chapter 3. I'm telling you, this is what it's all about. And you better, better, really, really have a heart to do it. Be set out to do that and nothing else. Don't try to get rich. Don't try to do this. Don't try to do that. You, If you seek first the kingdom of God, that's his kingdom. That's his way of doing things. All the things that you're believing for are going to be added on to you. Now, the Lord will charge you this day, whoever you come in contact with, you are responsible. You are responsible to be an example. You are responsible to teach his word to whoever you come in contact with. Ask him to open up the door. He'll let you know when and when not to. And remember this, Paul said, some water, some planted, but God gave the increase. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Don't try to beat nobody upside their head. If they don't get it, then that's all right. God got another laborer, amen? You're either the water or you're the planter. But it's God that's going to give the increase. Hallelujah. That's it. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you got something. Come on, sister. You got something. Hallelujah. Ooh, hallelujah. Well, I have something. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you. I just thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God because as you just said that, earlier this morning I saw you doing that. I saw you doing that. Hallelujah. So I just thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Being led by him. Having him as your comforter, your helper, your teacher. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I received that word. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I believe the Lord. Um, I'm not one to go out and preach being salvated. 
being saved or salvation. Amen. I'm led by the Spirit. I love to be led by the Spirit. However, the Lord wants to move through me, move through me. If you want me to speak to somebody, I'll speak to somebody. If you want me to pray with somebody, I will pray with somebody. If you want me to give a word of encouragement, I will give a word of encouragement. Amen. And that was my heart. I'm not out in the road every day. I don't have a job. I'm usually home. But I say, Lord, whomever, however, open the door. And I believe the Lord gave me to do up a track. And, you know, one of my areas is healing. But to do up a track with healing, but also have the salvation message on there. Amen. Because like you said, no matter what we do, amen, if they're not born again, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, it means nothing. Now, God wants to minister us in all kinds of ways because he created Adam, amen, in perfect health, in perfect peace, having no want, having no need prosperity, everything was there for him. Yes, this is God's will, and this is God's way for our lives. Amen? But the main thing that Jesus Christ came back for was salvation and to reunite that relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. And in that, everything else will be added unto us. Total health, total prosperity. Amen? So I received that today. I believe I was encouraged in that, and it was a confirmation in what the Lord wants me to do this year with my area. Amen. I'm going to share a dream, and I think it's a part of what I said to you. We, I had a dream last night, and uh, me and Sister Lisa was in a, in a class, in a school, and um, it was like a music class which I, I couldn't understand. It was like, what was it? But Lisa knew this was my spot. This is where I was supposed to be. And the teacher was saying to me, um, yes, you should be in this class. You should be here. But I said, no, they had my name, but they had a slightly different name. And I said, and they were saying, Diane, Diane. I said, yes, but that's not me. And they said, well, somebody signed in. And I said, I know, but I was not here last week. That's not me. Where is my spot? Where am I supposed to be? Amen. But Lisa was sitting down. She had her spot. She knew her spot. This is where I was supposed to be. Amen. And I believe that's a part of the answer for me, what God wants me to, wants me to do. Because I was a bit, okay, you called me to healing, but I want specifics. How do you want me to minister? Where do you want me to start? Amen. I mean, it's, it's a broad area, and whatever we call to do. Amen. But I want specifics. Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? And I believe that's an opening of a way that the Lord wants to use me and work through me. But like I say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Never forget him because he is here in place of Jesus in our lives. He is the one that's doing the work. It is his anointing, not ours. He said the anointing will break the yokes, amen? But it's his anointing, amen? And he works it when he wills, not when we will. Not when we will. 
So when you pray for somebody, it doesn't stop you even if anointing is not flowing. You can still pray, but don't be discouraged because you don't see right there and then. Because it's when he wills. When he wills. And whatever we minister to somebody, let's not forget that Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you receive something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.